0: A tragedy unfolds at US Bank Stadium. Hello, everyone, (laughs) and welcome to the Colts Cast. (laughs) Colts. My name is Eric Smith, co-host of the Colts cast. Alongside me, as always, I have co-host Jamal Lawrence here.
1: Don't know how I'm here, but I'm here.
0: I know, I know. I, I got my Argentina jersey on today. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I, I
1: had to do a Gamecocks one, at least. I mean, you got a real winner on, but that's the best I could do is Gamecocks. Yeah. One. Uh,
0: it just, I don't, I don't think, like, I, I, I'll explain it later. But social media guys, Twitter at the Colts cast, Instagram at Colts cast, we're on YouTube as well. Just search the Colts cast on there. Give us a subscribe. Help us out. It would really help us. And you get to see our beautiful faces. Anyway, like I was saying about the Colts jersey, I, <laughs> as you all may know, the Minnesota Vikings completed the biggest comeback in NFL's history against none other than, dun-dun-dun, <laughs> the Indianapolis Colts. After that Cowboys loss. (laughs) You can't make this up. We went into into halftime up 33 points. Came out of halftime. And just absolutely threw the game. Threw the game. 0.4% chance for the Vikings to win that game.
1: (laughs) I just want to (laughs) say... I just want to say that literally... We talked. You gave that that number yesterday, or uh, when we did the the pregame show about the percentage, Colts yada yada yada. I forgot exactly what the exact quote was, but anyway, I said that there was a ninety nine percent chance to, the Colts could have gone to the playoffs last year, and they figured out a way to oh, mess yeah. that up, and it just happened again, again. It it is crazy. It is absolutely crazy. Vikings
0: thirty nine, Colts thirty six. So we went up halftime thirty three to zero, lost thirty nine to thirty six, including no Went to OT, too. You know, I I was watching the game at home. I was ecstatic. Like, we were up like 17-0 to in the first, maybe. I mean, we were dogging them. Absolutely outplaying them, shutting their offense down. I'm like, you know, let's go out. So I go out to a bar. I get there. I was just sitting with my piece. I, I said, guys, do you know what would be really funny? If the Indianapolis Colts somehow manage to lose this up five scores. (laughs) I pulled up in my Pittman jersey. And boy, it just unfolded. I had to take my jersey off. (laughs) It was crazy. So (sighs) making history for all the wrong reasons, Jamal, where would you like to start?
1: Uh, First, I mean, I, 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 I don't know what's more embarrassing the fact that the colts managed to just let a 33 point lead just disappear or the fact that the minnesota vikings who were 10 and 3 who you talked about said they were definitely don't understand how they have that record because they had that negative um point differential how they managed to let the colts get up 33 to 0 on them and figure out a way to come back i don't i don't know we we got home yeah at home only people only thing cash in a US Bank was Vikings touchdowns dog like it's crazy so let's start with uh let's start with let's start with the away team the Colts man what would you would you like on offense I all right I'll go first I mean I'll tell you what I I guess what I thought of my initial thoughts of the game because I don't know that I can sit here and break down the full individual work of everybody because I would just be here all day talk, um, talk
0: about the first half first what all right. because um, we, We'll right. we we'll
1: split it up because yeah. the halves were completely different. Yeah, you were right. And, and similar to your story, it's, we, well, I should say a little different than your story. I saw the first half of the game. was watching it, enjoying it. And I said, all right, two minutes left before halftime. I'm going to sneak myself in a quick nap during halftime and, and just wake up, you know, at the start of the third quarter and watch what's going on. Well, I overslept a little bit. And I woke up in the third quarter in the middle of it. And I said, well... They scored. What's going on here? But before we get down that rabbit hole, the start of the of the first half, man, Colts came out the gate gunning. Gunning. And and my initial thoughts were I'm gonna eat my words on everything that I talked about on the pre-show. Well, that's what we always do. We yeah. always come <laughs> out the gate. Yeah. Don't we? It, yep, it seems always like that. And, and and you know what I think what was the most devastating for me though in the first portion of it was JT getting hurt. J I, I said it before, I said it again, you know, JT this would have been. I could just envision the game he would have had had he been in there. But as soon as he went out, I said, "All right, ankle injury. Yeah, you know that that sucks." But he'll be back in. So the first negative news of the day was him getting out, and then them confirming that he wasn't coming back. But no matter what, Colts said, "Don't worry about it. We're gonna we're gonna take over. JT, we don't need you right now. We'll be fine." Um, offense was was looking pretty good. Drove downfield, Got you know got a quick field goal in there. Looked good. Defense managed to come out and stop them. We get the ball back. It looks good. Oh, what defense or special teams got that punt block for for a touchdown? That looked great. Deion Jackson, early touchdown. That looked great. I mean, 17 points in the first quarter alone. We averaged 16.2 points a game. And we got 17 in the first quarter. I said, wow, that's what I like to see. It's, That's what going. I said
0: last week. I or last <laughs> episode, I said we're well rested. Yeah. You were, were right. About to come in against this dog
1: shit defense. Yep. But yep. everything changed. Everything changed. Everything changed. That's right. Julian Blackman, he yeah. had oh, was this was his pick six first half or second half? I can't remember. Julian Blackman's pick six. I want to say it was oh, first half. it was half. definitely the first, first half, half. Yeah, again, we didn't score anymore. We didn't score anymore. You're right. I'm losing only my mind. We scored three points in the <laughs> yeah, second half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Julian Blackman picked six. I mean, it was just everything was firing on all cylinders. The, the game was looking great. Looking great. I, I just enjoyed what was going on. We had – we were getting sacks. I mean, you name it, it was, it was looking great. And then – I said, we can put the nail in the coffin. Once they confirmed that JT wasn't coming back, I wasn't even worried about it. I said, we're, we're good. Now, I will admit, I will admit the offense wasn't as productive as I would like to see. You know, of course, we had Julian Blackman. He gave us some points. We had the uh, special teams give us that block punt for a touchdown. So, that was 14 points uh, right there for us. And then, of course, our field goals helped us out. So, realistically, on offense, we weren't. Super, super hot during the game. I mean, looking back at stats, it looks like Matt Ryan ended up going 19 of 33 for 182 yards, one touchdown. Um, MPJ, 10 receptions for 60 yards. And I'll break down kind of the stats on that here a little later. I just want to talk about the positives we had in the the first half. When I look at the, the gameplay holistically as the offense, defense, and special teams, it was what it was way more than I anticipated to see, way more, and I and I couldn't argue one bit. I felt like everyone was comfortable. They were arrested, like you mentioned. Jeff Saturday was ready to do his thing on a Saturday, so I enjoyed the first half. It was exciting. It was fun. It was. It, it almost made me, for a second, say, "Wow, maybe Colts don't care about this this draft pick. Maybe they just want to get this W to feel good about themselves, so build some confidence." They do. The
0: players want to play. They got yeah. out there. They played to their fullest. I thought. But still, it's still crumbled down. But yeah, JT going out that because I didn't actually see him get hurt. I just saw yep. Zach Moss and um, Zach Moss, Deion Jackson, Dion Jackson, Jesus, yeah. <laughs> Deion Jackson. Uh, they were there on you know when we we're in the red zone. I was just like, "Where's JT? Like this is prime JT time." Like, then I was confused, but he was in the blue tent. He was hurt got ruled out that really sucked but yeah i agree jamal i i thought we looked really good in the first half um the the one thing that's been the cult script in my kryptonite is the red zone we get in the red zone Chase mclaughlin comes out like it, it there is there's no touchdowns coming out of that. yeah <laughs> i mean we had like what three or four drives in the red zone I, I think most of them ended in field goals besides the Deion jackson pass um I really like Matt Ryan in the in the first half, you know, from what, you know, he can do. He was really attacking that middle of the field. Um, that's where he excels at. Uh, Jelani Woods had a big catch. I was I, I love to see him out there. Uh I even Matt Ryan's mobility I thought looked decent in, in the first half. Like he was stepping up in the pocket. Mm-hmm. He was avoiding pressure. He, it it looked like a brand new Matt Ryan. Uh there was a Michael Pittman Junior drop. Uh we'll get into him later. But he also got the ball ripped out on the next catch, ruled down on forward progress. I haven't seen that before, me personally. But uh, I thought that was a fumble. <laughs> but refs had us plus three and a half. It seemed like at that <laughs> point, but because <laughs> that, that that honestly, I mean, no bias here. That that should have been a fumble loss. But very balanced offense to begin with. I liked it. Um, our defense was just absolutely lights out. They weren't allowing anything. I mean, they they gave up a big Dalvin Cook run, but then, you know, picked it up for a fumble right after that. It was a forced fumble by Zaire Franklin. Uh, You know, big fourth down stops, things like that. Like You saw our elite defense actually showing in that first half.
1: We'll be back after a quick break. If, if you look really well at the revenues of the different clubs and so on, like
0: AC Milan, uh, has had, uh, a, a kind of dark time of uh, around a yeah. decade, right? You know, we, we kind of, uh, 15 years ago, we were leveled with Man United in terms of revenues, uh-huh. uh, Madrid and Barca, right? Sure. Like they've all taken off. They've all really developed commercially. AC Milan kind of stayed pretty much flat in terms of revenues until like three years ago, the new kind of leadership team came on board and started looking at things in a, in a, in a different way. So we also acknowledge, you know, we, we, we have a lot to do, uh, a lot.
1: Yep. I agree. It definitely was. And I, for a second, I forgot that Justin Jefferson was even playing because he wasn't, he, he was a non-factor. He was a non-factor and I was, and, and it, it was crazy because I knew what you said, you know, and I, I didn't know whether, um, whether Gilly Lock was going to shadow him or or he was just going to only cover him on the right side. But it really didn't make a difference the first half. No no matter what they tried, there was nothing there. Cousins was looking like a statue in the backfield. We were getting them. I mean, we look at D-Buck. We look at Yannick. Again, I know we talked about how some of these sacks that we've been getting, or especially Yannick, hasn't, haven't been playmaker sacks for us where it's just been these hype things. But they look good good they looked good there was nothing going on for anybody uh and so i was just thinking to myself this is a legitimate well-rounded team who looks like they actually have something to play for against a team who looked like they didn't care at all they were just they were just there didn't matter to them if they won or lost in the first half they were just like we're here but going back to to chase like you were talking about in the red zone because these issues have been i mean literally the the black plague for Indianapolis, And I think it will continue to be for, for what we can see. I mean, Chase was 5 of 5. 5 of 5 from, um, from field goal land. I mean, longest was 52. This guy alone scored 18 of our 36 points. He scored half of our points. Mm. Half of our points. Keep in mind that 14 more came from special teams. Well, I shouldn't say 14. 12 more came from special teams and defense. So... I mean that's that's what thirty points mm. or eighteen plus yeah. Talk to them. So, so the other six were were from, from a, a what, that one touchdown, that's it. So offense was a non-factor when we talk about that. When we look at the game holistically, we didn't have a kicker. <laughs> Maybe even worse. I mean, what if we had Hot Rod back there? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, It may not have been the Vikings wouldn't have taken us to overtime and won it in, in uh, regulation, but no. So those things kind of scare me. So you know that I, I, I as much as I want to enjoy our our great first play half, I want to get into the nitty gritty of the ugliness of kind of what happened. And I Chase really, McLaughlin though, Ch- I yeah. Mean, oh, hey man, he better get special teams Chase player of the week. Chase McLaughlin
0: automatic. <laughs> like I mean, special teams. I just want to say was on fire today. Oh yeah. Oh Dallas yeah. Flowers even started the game off with a great kickoff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, he's looking got nice
1: it. on these kickoffs, these kick yeah. returns.
0: Oh yeah, JoJo Doman scoops it up for that special teams touchdown as well off that block. I mean, he, he, they even tried a fake punt yeah. to stop that. Mm-hmm. I it, it was great and yeah. Let let us get right into the second half. What what did you see, Jamal?
1: Oh, uh, so when I woke up from my nap, I said. <laughs> um, I said, well, it's not too bad right now. I think the score was thirty-three to three, I believe it was, or something like that. So I said, all right, it's not too bad. I went and made myself some food, um, and kind of started looking back and kind of chuckled because I said, well, this is this is interesting. All of a sudden, the Vikings are starting to to move downfield, and they're moving down consistently. Now, of course, my initial thought was it doesn't matter because we're going to get the ball back. We're going to fit, you know, each drive we get it, we can at least get in field goal range to try to get a field goal because a new touchdown really wouldn't be a big thing for us. But that was the complete opposite. Nothing was happening for us. All of a sudden, it looked like it was time for K.J. Osborne to step into the realm of God mode because this dude was (laughs) catching everything that came in his direction I mean, 16, between him and Justin Jefferson, they had 16 targets apiece. That's 32 targets between the two of them. KJ with 10 receptions, 157 yards, and uh, JJ with 12 receptions, 123 yards. Both had a touchdown. But it's just, it's sickening. It is sickening to think about the fact that, you know, we talked about how we had to figure out a way to shut down Jefferson, and... Someone else said, that's fine. Y'all can shut him down because I'm going to step up. And we didn't even really shut him down, to be honest with you. But for what it's worth, I mean, of course, KJ, his biggest catch was a 63-yard bomb. So, I mean, I know that that inflates his numbers a little bit. But overall, when I look at 10 receptions over 16 targets, he, I mean, he caught pretty much every over 50% of the passes that were coming his way. So, we, we didn't do a great job of shutting him down. And I don't know whether the defense – Kind of got tired after a while. I mean, they were just picking us apart left and right on the field, and it just and it's demoralizing as as it is when we look at the fact that again our, the score doesn't truly represent what the offense had done. I, I I can only imagine the defense was still tired of being on the field. They were tired of having to cover everybody. You know, like I said, we we truly only scored six points on the offensive side of the ball. Um. So I I just saw the demise of of the team. And everyone, everyone on the Vikings kept that faith that they could cut, figure out a way to come back and win. And then they did. It was just, it was a a hard thing to watch. It was very demoralizing to watch. What'd you think of it?
0: Look, I'm going to just add on to what you say. Like, yeah, defense still getting gassed out. We talked about that last episode. Um, I mean, your offense can't go out there for three or four plays in like 50 seconds, a minute, 10 seconds, and then get right off. And then your defense has to, you know, play with them for 80 yards while they drive down the field every single time. And it happened in the second half. I mean, it's our offense. It's always been our offense, like our second half possessions. Let's just look at it. Punt, field goal. Punt, 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 fumble. Turnover on downs. Punt. Punt, 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 punt. And, And most of those punts, like I said, three play, three and outs, four plays maybe. Uh, I, the problem still persists with our offense. It, it, it always has. They only generated one touchdown yesterday. One. We had 36 points, like you said. That's a systemic systemic problem. Can't rely on your defense and special teams to bail you out every single game. You can't do it. I mean, Matt Ryan, the fact that you can't even muster over 200 passing yards in a full game with full OT
1: is unimaginable. And didn't you say, not to cut you all but didn't you say that that Vikings have one of the worst pass, no, the worst passing defense in the in the league? Yeah,
0: they give up yeah. the most yards per attempt. Yeah, like at like almost eight yards per attempt. Matt Ryan, four point seven yards per pass. Yikes! So it, yeah, it, it it was bad. Um, I, <laughs> I I don't know what to do about Matt Ryan. I think it's it's obvious. We always say it. He's not the answer. Um that second half was pathetic by our offense our defense couldn't get off the field it 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 was bad um losing Jonathan Taylor also didn't help our run game was was okay wasn't great but our passing game it Michael Pittman Jr. had 45.1 percent of the target share that's nuts yeah Michael Pittman is our wide receiver one I, I think we can all agree with that right
1: yes but but before <laughs> before you go down because i think i know where you're gonna go i just want to point out this one number where as you mentioned he is our wide receiver one when i look at targets he had 14 targets the next highest was pc and and alec pierce with four piece everyone else was two or below that's a problem yeah
0: I mean we we know Matt Ryan has this connection with Michael Pittman. We saw it all preseason. We saw it in training camp. He he was grabbing most of the target share anyway. But I guess my question would be like should the Colts extend Michael Pittman Jr. in the future because his contract is over uh, next year and then next season. I just Ooh. want to throw that I no one has to answer now, but I just want to throw that question to Colts Nation because think about the amount of money he will want. To be making, mm-hmm. to be extended to, and then think about if he's a true wide receiver one on this team. So I just want to put that
1: in everyone's mind today to think about because. <laughs> I won't I won't answer that question. I won't go down the rabbit hole because I would need to go back and look to be confident in my answer. However, I will say exactly what you just said. With knowing that you are wide receiver one on a team, you're going to demand wide receiver one money, but I do not feel like if he's on any other, not any other, but if he's on a bunch of other teams in the league, he wouldn't even touch that wide receiver one. So I don't know with a good conscience I could sit here and say, I'm going to give you that that WR1 extension, but I'll start with that. Ooh, I'm going to just leave it right there because, <laughs> <laughs> again, I, I mean, he, he got
0: targeted a lot. Matt Ryan trusts him, but then – I mean, we have other weapons, right? Like Alec Pierce, four targets, zero receptions. Jelani Woods, <laughs> one target. It's, it's a crazy. 36 yard gain, and he only gets one target. Paris Campbell, four targets, two catches for 13 yards. Mm-hmm. Like, something is not right here. Yeah. Why are we still throwing into Mo Allie Cox? I don't know. <laughs> there is uh, a. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> We all know what it is. It's yeah. the entire offense. It's the coaching staff. We don't have an OC. Don't have a tight ends coach. We don't have anything. So <laughs> people are calling for just Saturday's fire. You realize he's an interim head coach. Right. Like, we're going to fire gracious. I mean, Jesus. Dude <laughs> like, was literally coaching like JV before this. <laughs> like, what'd you expect? There is nothing we can do right now. Yeah. And while the game was fun yesterday, I was having fun in the first half i mean i I came to a realization that we we have to tank like now yeah. i don't I don't want the Colts to win anymore because they can't win. <laughs> we tried that we, <laughs> we tried to win we were up thirty three points we couldn't do it, so now I am on full tank i don't I will not say the Colts, in any score prediction, will win. <laughs> I am at that point now, Jamal. It's It took a while.
1: Yeah, it did. did. <laughs> it,
0: but it was fun. Like you said, yeah, we, it yeah. was fun to watch. I didn't care about the draft pick. We right. were dominating a 10-win team in their house. We were dominating them. And, and it just all fell—everything fell apart. I mean— it was just like driving a car; all four wheels came off, the engine fell out, radiator blew up. It was absolutely horrific, and I I don't I don't want to get my hopes up anymore. I want to look towards the future. I, look, I, I know you wanna you wanna bring in Sam Ellinger. I know you do, but I'll, I'll keep asking Colts fans this: If Sam Ellinger plays well, do we forego drafting QB in the first round?
1: Well, you know what? I'm going to be real with you. At this point, I mean, if Matt's going to continue to stink it up like he is, keep him in. This is a guaranteed loss. I, and that's what I want. <laughs> I, I want guaranteed else. I I bet the the NFL would do anything in their power right now to switch this Monday night game we have against the Chargers to to anything else. It's a primetime game. Yeah, and I, we I know didn't they, even I mention know that. We, I know they want to. I know they want to so badly. Time, yeah. We got flexed out, and we saw exactly why we got flexed out of last week. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, know, Mike said, "I ain't gonna lie. Y'all had us in the first half, but <laughs> now was and that was it? No. I in all seriousness though, I, I I agree. I would hate for Sam to get in there at this point and and look." Good for what it's worth, and then they're like, "Oh no, no, no! We're good, we're good. No, no yeah, we're, we're slowly but surely." I as that I, that is a nightmare scenario, yeah, right? It it is. Because it is.
0: You you have to believe in Sam Ellinger being mm-hmm. a future QB one mm-hmm. for the Colts. Yeah. So if your answer is no, then I don't understand what you want to see from him. Mm-hmm. Because most of us, we we all want to tank for the highest pick. Now, I mean, after that yeah. game, I think it's just. Boom, let's get the best pick available. Let's, yeah. let's get the best option. So if you're yeah. saying Ellinger gives us the best chance to win, why would you want to win at this point? Right. Unless you Agreed. truly think, truly think, Ellinger has ice in his veins and mm. can be successful in the NFL in the Colts offense, then it doesn't really matter who they start at QB for the last yeah. few games of the season. But personally, I don't care at this point. I mean, you could put Nick Foles in there too. The offense <laughs> is broken. Either way, we need a draft a quarterback. Yeah, it, it has to happen. We we need someone that has potential that can elevate us in, in in the NFL to the next level. Like that, that has to be said.
1: No, you're right. You're right. And I was just checking the NFL scoreboard right now to see because I know that our uh, stock is getting better. I'm uh, just kind of looking at it right now. looks like important teams that to us. Lions are tied with the Jets, and the Panthers are yeah, losing. Yeah, so if we—what so what is it? I, I think we need the Rams
0: to win, the Saints to win, and the Cardinals to win. Okay. If, if any of those three teams win today, we move up the draft order. We'll uh, take that. We'll take that. Yeah, because we're still at seventh overall mm-hmm. on the Tank tankathon. That's not a bad tankathon. <laughs> <pick. laughs> that's not a
1: bad pick. No, it's uh, not. It's not. And I'll be willing to give up more capital. Like you said, I mean, this could be a time where we could look at, and I know that other teams, they may, well, I shouldn't say that. I was going to say I, maybe other teams will look at MPJ as maybe not quite like this elite player they're willing, willing to give up capital for. But, I mean, for so some teams, he may he may look good as a, as a wide receiver too. You know, they may be willing to give us something for him i don't know when i saw that drop in oh my god dude quarter, that was in his hands like every time
0: i see him drop a ball yeah you know these recent games yeah. i'm sitting here i'm like mm-hmm. is he really a wide receiver one can he be counted on I, I i don't know so i, I but i did want to you know, send y'all that question but yeah, yeah. no great um, question <sighs> i i and i, I think go ahead uh, I was just about to talk about mock drafts. I'll be honest. Oh, before, I've been looking at first round mock drafts. Well, before we talk about that,
1: I just want to point out that I have seen in every interview and in everything I read on Twitter, all that good jazz. Every Colts player is finally saying they are embarrassed at what happened. It took a it took a flashback for Matt Ryan, which happened in the Super Bowl. Um, the same style thing for a team for for the players to finally be like, "Yo, I'm embarrassed at what happened." You should have been embarrassed all season of what's going on. But officially, this is like the icing on the cake. And again, like you said, Eric, this is their job. This is their livelihood. So they're not going to go out there and just and throw the game. But when I hear star players finally re- speak up and say like, yo, I'm embarrassed of what happened, that that is what I want to hear. Because it's not taking accountability, but it's just the fact that you're acknowledging the fact that you saw what happened. You were there. You know, so you finally want to you you finally want to say to yourself, well, what can I do? You know, what can I do? Um, because we are in the biggest rock and hard place in the world. Again, I don't know if the Jeff Saturday stunt was just to like not lock in a a head coach, you know, or an interim head coach now that potentially has the the ability to stay. Maybe it really truly was. I think Jimmer say wanted to tank. Yeah, I, I you're right. I, I think that he was like, How can I how can I solidify a tanking and this and this would be it? Because what would have happened if you'd have brought in a John Fox or, or someone like that and they'd have won the season now. Someone out. with
0: experience? Right.
1: <laughs> and they won the season now and then you're like, Well shit, I'm in the same boat I was before. Now I'm now I'm a you know, almost five hundred or you know, just below five hundred team and you're in the middle of the pack, you screw yourself over. It. Maybe Jim Mercer was in his was in his bag cooking. I don't know. Well <laughs> I, uh, it's it's a good theory. Like I'm I'm
0: starting to think of it but we, we've only had one win under Jeff Saturday.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was barely? Barely, yeah. Barely. Interesting. Interesting, man. I
0: don't want to only talk about the offense. Yeah. Um I mean we can talk about the defense a little. I mean there's there's bright spots there, man. We we mm-hmm. had seven sacks. Seven. Dude, those were and they were they were great ones at that. Yeah, we're only sending four on most mm-hmm. plays. Like, th- this is really good. Like, this is the Gus Bradley offense, or I'm sorry, Gus Bradley defense we wanted. Pretty sure everyone on that line got a sack. Yeah, everybody got a little, little action. Can't be mad at that. Like, pass rush wasn't bad today. You know, I, again, I thought Stefan Gilmore had a good game up until halftime. <laughs> yeah. And then, did you see the route Justin Jefferson ran on Boy, that touchdown at the goal I, line? I did see that put gilly lock in a blender they say his (laughs) career ended after that i mean it was i mean yeah his ankles were broken i i knew it was over at that point like he was gritty like nah like yeah i I told y'all this man is one of the best route runners in the league we Mm -hmm. don't have that we don't have that type of wide receiver one Mm -hmm. it's always it's hard to find those type of wide receivers but he always finds a way to get open um I don't even think Kirk Cousins played extremely well. Like he he didn't.
1: His his numbers his numbers made play look good. well, but yeah. Like but see yeah, he right. puts
0: he he set season highs, let it come back, yada yada. It's against the Colts. It was more right. about the Colts failing than the Vikings coming back to me. Right. Um but yeah, he threw two like bad picks. Like we're talking mm-hmm. Matt Ryan level picks. <laughs> um so <laughs> like yeah. You can say Kirk Cousins like looked really good that game. That's fine. Um, I mean, he did throw up another 400-yard game, but yeah. I, I still think it was more about the Colts just failing at that point. Uh, but, yeah, defense, I'm telling you, you get them a solid offense, that defense is a top-five defense in the league. And, and you know, what's we- so
1: crazy with that is they've done this without having the turnover margin we had last year. That's what's so crazy to me. I mean, they have been stout game after game after game after game. Without having that crazy turnover margin, I can imagine if we had the turnovers we had last year, it, we maybe wouldn't be having this conversation right now.
0: Oh, well, we but had They look
1: great. We had three uh,
0: turnovers last night. Yeah, mm-hmm. three. Yeah, or oh, yesterday. I'm sorry, but um, yeah, it, that that was really good to see too. I think most of them came in the the first half. Mm-hmm. Like one interception, maybe in the second half. But yeah, I, I can't again. <laughs> we. It, it's like we're a broken record. I cannot blame the defense for this game. Right? If right. anything, I'm blaming the offense, and I'm blaming the coaches. Mm-hmm. Because how do you not make adjustments to not pull out a win when you're up 33-0 to at halftime? What went wrong? I mean, people, they were coming at Jeff Saturday crazy, even on the fourth <sighs> and one when we ran a QB yeah, sneak.
1: Instead of just kicking the field goal right there. Hey. Yeah, at least trying. I mean, my boy Chase was in his bag. Let him let him try. I mean, yeah, that, that was wild. And I'm not gonna ah. lie to you, I when I as I was watching the game and that play was unfolding, like right before it started, I said, Wow, how do the Vikings only have seven in the box right now? They know Matt Ryan's gonna keep you sneak it. Why would they only have seven in the box? They could stack it to nine. Didn't matter. I was sick yeah. when I saw it. I was like, I, <laughs> I guess is why they had a, hinge, a hunch that it wasn't gonna go.
0: I mean, with the way, so going back to that fourth and one play, so you're on their 36. So what's that? Uh, how how far is that? 53 46? yarder?
1: Or 50, yeah, yeah. Forgot. Yeah, 53 the yard back. field
0: goal. You got Chase McLaughlin. He's been automatic, but they've been scoring touchdowns at a rapid rate mm-hmm. this whole third quarter. So at that point, it was 36 to 28. Do you not want to try to go up a touchdown or do you kick the easy field goal?
1: I I personally would have tried the field goal. Um, I, I've watched too many games this season be decided on team, not just the Colts, but multiple teams across the league where they could have kicked a field goal and been up. And, and been had a comfortable lead. I mean we look at what the Texans did against the Cowboys the other day. They could have kicked a field goal and been up but the nice little cushion decided to go for and they got they got stopped and they lost the game. Same thing happened here. We got stopped and it was a change t- it turned the tides for us. So I've seen it happen multiple games this season. I I, I care about free point, not free points, but I care about every point. I think it all matters. We'll be back after a quick break.
0: Do you love running? Do you dream of running on a forested trail or a crowded road race? Martha Runs the World podcast is the place for you. We are about running for runners. We bring you running wisdom and inspiring stories every week. Listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast player. Yeah, it's it's hard to say because we're looking at it in hindsight. Um, I don't know, fourth and one, fourth and inches. You definitely keep you sneak it. Uh, that that extra little foot or so, it, it it's tough. But I I can't kill him on that play. No,
1: it's um, not the end of the world. At least I mean, at least he was Joe and Challenge Flash trying to use his timeouts this time around. So. He had a good challenge um, where that K.J. Osborne
0: catch Mm -hmm. that bounced off the ground. I did Mm -hmm. not see that at first. Me either. But a couple replays later, I said, oh, Jeff Saturday is in his bag. What a call. So that was really good. But what did you think about the offensive line? How do you think they
1: played? I mean. uh, Gave up three sacks. I was going to say, it wasn't bad. I mean, three sacks for 12 yards. And, I mean, some of those I felt like. I mean, they weren't even terrible. They they weren't terrible. Of course there was still some pressure, but I wasn't mad at what I saw overall. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think that they played a great game, but compared to games I've seen this season, i. e. against the Patriots, I, I was fine with the way they played. I feel like they, they showed up and they did they did okay. They did what they could for what was against them. You know, I don't think that the that the Vikings D line is the most terrifying D line in the league. But if you would have compared this to what we saw last week against the Cowboys or the week before last against the Cowboys, I was content with what I saw from from the from the O line. It wasn't terrible.
0: Yeah, I think it's always going to be said that we have the highest paid O line, so it should be played up to that potential, right? Which is true. It, definitely, it should be. I think relative to other games, offensive line played okay. Um, I mean, you can even tell that. The one sack in the fourth quarter when Eric Kendricks came off unblocked. You could blame Matt Ryan there for not being aware of a guy running straight at you. I mean, maybe. You know, he's probably working through his progressions, looking down the field for an open receiver. But really? Do you know what the problem was? The Colts have had some serious issues with pass protection with the running backs. Zach Moss was in there. He was looking that way. And I know he saw him coming. I I, I don't know how he didn't see him coming. And then he just goes to the right side to help Brayden <laughs> Smith out. <laughs> it it looked like the the Cowboys game, man, with JT was yeah, missing an assignment. Right. Yep, so yep, yep. I, I kind of blame Zach Moss for that sack. But then people will say, oh, Matt Ryan was supposed to get out of there. We need a more mobile quarterback. So it, <laughs> I, I think we need to look at our, our play design. What what is going mm-hmm. on with our running back uh, miss blocking assignments? That that's what's really killing us. I think there, you know. I, I think, if anything, the Vikings O playing worse. They gave up seven sacks.
1: So. Mm-hmm. Well, it's funny you say that because I do think that it's it's we're in a we're in a day and age where like running backs don't block anymore, and I get it. I understand that like that's not their job, but your your job is to get a hand on them. Like you you know the and pass it's their protection, job. you know the pass. Yeah, I should say that is not their job, but you know the pass protection scheme is for you to stay home to pick up anybody who comes who comes through the line, and I feel like now with running backs besides the Derek Henrys and those guys, when they see a a linebacker or a defensive lineman coming at them full speed. They just dip their head and go. You don't you don't necessarily even need to get a get your hands on them and block them. You need to be a body in the way. You gotta take this hit. You gotta take this L this one time, this one play, you gotta take the L and understand that your job is to be a test dummy. And and, and that it allows your quarterback <laughs> that extra millisecond to yeah. say, Oh shit, I better get this ball out But I, I just feel like now running backs they, they duck their heads or they flee and quarterbacks are expected to now stop their progression like you mentioned check down to see that this this linebacker or this defensive lineman is coming at me now roll out of the pocket and still go back to my progression to see where i was and see who's open and that's not fair to quarterbacks
0: yeah i think i don't know matt ryan must have made zach moss mad at practice or something because <laughs> there's no way he should have missed that block Dude, don't don't lie to, Josh Allen do not there. lie to colts nation everyone is required to block on the offense you're right except you're right. maybe the quarterback. You don't want your quarterback blocking 300-pound linemen, mm-hmm. but wide receivers have to block, tight ends have to block, offensive line has to block, of course, running backs they have to block. Yeah. Like right. running backs get benched for not being good in pass pro. It happens if you like because that you need those for third down plays. You need those, you know, in, in general play action things like that. But um, you, you got to be able to block to be a really good running back. Like that, mm-hmm. that's one of the things they look at. That's one of the things we need right now. So, like, yeah. JT was good last year in, in Pass Pro. I know he wasn't in this game outside of the first quarter for the first shot, but, like, just in general, like,
1: it's been bad. Man, I tell you, Jim Irsay must have been down in New Orleans over the over the offseason getting the voodoo spells put on him because this team got a hex on it or <laughs> something, man. This team has no some sense. kind of curse. <laughs> yeah. And
0: we needed to end because, yeah. <laughs> I can't keep watching that.
1: The only other thing I really want to mention, too, that I can't skip over, and and because you know how much I enjoy this, is when the announcer said Matt Ryan has not had a fumble on his own personal account today. And literally, not even point zero 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 three of a second later, my man <laughs> tried to pull a Carson Wentz and had the ball, got hit, and just like like shoved it out of his hands. And caught a fumble. Yeah,
0: that counted oh, as a fumble, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, it was a fumble because he had he had no possession over it. He just let it go. And I was like, what you doing, dog? What you doing? They just praised you. Just praised you. He said, nah, you know I can't have one game without having a fumble. That is that is a bad thing to get praised for. Yeah,
0: it is. <laughs> but it, it, it is. It's not a Colts game if Matt Ryan doesn't fumble the ball or turn it over.
1: That's right. And Which I don't
0: I, think. He didn't turn it over, actually. No.
1: He? Well, no, just besides that. But, yeah, no, no other turnovers, yeah it was yeah, gonna be a that wasn't game. a fumble loss no you're right you're right because we got the ball back you're right you're yeah right. he didn't turn over that's right
0: yeah but yeah that that game i mean that is the nail in the coffin i know yeah. that locker room was dead quiet i mean yeah. what do you even say after that loss you said everyone said they were embarrassed but i would have just sat there i'd have put my white t-shirt on and I'd have swung with yeah, yeah, anybody who would have said to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would have been went right back on that bus <laughs> of plane, whatever, and just put my AirPods in because mm-hmm. that I mean that was historically horrific. So. Yeah. We the even last had thing the I,
1: refs on our side on that. Yeah, game, I mean, go ahead, exactly. Jamal. No, no, you're good. You're right. The refs were on our side. The last thing I just want to touch on, and this has nothing to do with actually the Colts' play, it's just football in general. I forgot who it was on the Vikings who got that um who ran that touchdown back, that was a fumble, and he just freaking lost his mind, threw his helmet off, I forgot who that was, but this is the, dude, this is the my biggest pet peeve when it comes to football, and I hope people should listen at this point, because I want to get this point across, like, when people get hot-headed, and they throw their helmets off, and all this jazz, they don't realize how detrimental it is to the team. For one, that could have sealed the deal for the Vikings right there. They could have won the game. It didn't matter because they got a touchdown right after Dalvin Cook got that touchdown. But the point of it is the same thing happened to DJ Moore earlier during the season where he threw his helmet off during that Falcons game because he got pissed that some call Mm -hmm. wasn't made and and he lost the game. Like, I hope that doesn't ever happen to us in Indy because that is such a selfish thing to do to just take your helmet off because you're hurt over... One thing, you can walk to the sideline, control your emotions for three seconds because you don't know what's going on in the play. But that's just something that I've seen happen multiple times during the season, and teams have lost crucial games because somebody gets hot-headed for one second. You're not even thinking. It's just selfish. It's just selfish play in mind. You're not thinking about your teammates because you're not going to have to be the one out there in the next play to now try to make up for this. The offense is coming to the out on the field or the vice or the defense or whoever it is at that time. They have to come back on the field to make it your selfishness so I just I hate to see that and, and I and I know tempers are and emotions are high etc etc but man listen you gotta you gotta know when the right time to do that kind of stuff
0: you're absolutely right anything haunting unsportsmanlike conduct anything like that I mean it's a hundred percent on you you can control that penalty you can avoid that at all costs sure we might debate whether someone's holding or not but right Can't debate stuff like that. Like we see actual evidence that you're just giving them free yards, free plays, free anything. So I I agree wholeheartedly. Well, I mean seventh pick overall. Let's see what happens today with NFL Sunday. We'll be watching. I'll be looking at matchups every (laughs) single day. That's gonna be it for us, everyone. Thank you for listening to Colts Cast. We are live on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. It's time to give you some more Indianapolis Colts content. Y'all take care, have a good NFL Sunday, right. right. Enjoy the week. Later.